0: 141 951 It's time to talk football. It's Clyde 1 Super Scoreboard.
1: We're going to move on to something a bit different, something off the field uh, from the weekend and quite frankly something even more important.
0: Clyde 1 Super Scoreboards supporting Mental Health Awareness Week.
1: You go. I didn't know if you knew that that this week is Mental Health Awareness Week, 15th to 21st of May, and all this week on Clyde One Super Scoreboard. We are going to support something far more important than football, and it is that mental health awareness. Every night we're going to speak to just someone maybe involved in an organization, involved in the game, discussing how football can support people who are struggling by having a positive impact on our mental well-being. And I'm pleased to say we are joined tonight by Joe McKee. Who works at Back On Side You may also recognise the name as being a current player for Dumbarton Back On Side, for those who don't know A Scottish charity supporting those affected by mental health And challenging life circumstances So Joe, first of all, thanks for joining us How are you? Hi Gordon, thanks very much uh, yeah. yeah, all good, thanks, how are you doing? All good here On the pitch, people know what you do, Joe, for sure So off at then. Back On Side Tell us briefly what, what it is you do and what you're trying to achieve
2: well, Back On Side's mission, um, as you said, is to provide support, awareness and education around mental health. Um in the last five years, Back On Side have worked with well over 500 players and staff within the football industry. Um, so it's kind of grown um, quite a lot, obviously during COVID and stuff like that as well, a lot of people suffered. So um, we provide professional counselling um, one-to-one and uh, we've got a 24-7 crisis line as well that. Obviously it's there for people that are in need As I say obviously we, we've, we've got a few partnerships With, with some big clubs um, uh, The likes of Hibs in Ross County And we for Any of their staff or, or players um, If any of them ever need any help uh, We also do that with um, Some businesses as well Who partner up uh, with us to support their
1: staff 500 People in the football industry Sounds like quite a lot Does that sort of underline maybe the, the scale of of the issue Joe And the fact that It maybe is hidden It is surprising And people don't realise Just how many people Are being affected By these things
2: Well I think that's the thing Gordon I, I think You know We all go and watch A game on a Saturday And uh, everybody thinks That everybody's 100% at it But we all know That you know Everyone's got stuff Going on in their life Whether it's personal Or um, Things away from football And obviously At this time of the year As well It's very hard For a lot of, a lot of Guys and girls Within the game When it comes to Contracts come to an end and Ultimately we're all human beings We've all got bills to pay And, and it can be difficult um, And I think the thing we're back on side is, is we're just you know raising awareness that to, to let people know that We're all human beings And everybody's got stuff going on And it, it is okay um, to ask
1: for help and What type of What type of issues do people Tend to, to be struggling with I'm just trying to hope that you can talk to our audience here Because that's the point A lot of people listening and for all we know, even if there's one person out there that thinks, "Well, actually, that sounds a bit like me," and maybe I could go and you know speak to someone, go and get a bit of help.
2: Well, as I said, we obviously have a 24 uh, seven crisis line, you know, that 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 can be there to help people if they're in a really low place. Um, and we also know that, you know, a lot of people they don't really know where to go if they're in certain situations. I think we know obviously um, within the, the football industry as well that. Um, come to the end of contract. Um, you know, you might obviously we don't like to say it but um gambling as well and, and stuff like that it can be it can be quite difficult and as I said, but we're, we're human beings so it's very easy for, for these things to take over life. Um and as I said back on side is is there um to have a helping hand to, to try and get people um back to their normal selves.
1: See at the same time, you know, football we're very quick to point out all the things that football gets gets wrong and all the things that's bad about football. Can football be a, a real sort of force for good when it comes to this sort of thing?
2: Definitely. I mean, as I said, we we obviously work really closely with 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 quite a few clubs. Um we've we've been up at Hibbs recently and up at Ross County and, and these clubs are, are very much with it. You know, they they understand um what exactly is going on and um as I said it's it's there's there's more clubs that are there that we're actively speaking to who totally get it. Um, so as I said, we we want to be there to try and have a partnership and try and provide help for whether it be a player or a staff, a staff member or whoever um, connected. And I think that's the thing as well that, that we need to understand is that it, it's not just all about football. I know obviously it's a football term back on the side, but um, we're we're all human beings at the end of the day. So it could be it could be anyone out there.
3: Joe it's Roger Hannah, how are you doing I was just thinking one of the first words you used there when you were speaking to Gordon was support you're there to support and to help you were at the PFA Awards dinner last night Fraser Wishart spoke very eloquently about some of the support networks that PFA Scotland have and I think it's fabulous that PFA Scotland and back on side and, and organisations like that they do offer support they offer help they offer counselling because if you see a footballer a broken ankle You see a footballer With a bust nose You know that footballer's hurting Physically But You don't always know When footballers are You know Going through hard times And you know Mental health awareness Of of footballers Of sportsmen Of some of the young men Even watching the football I don't think there's enough Recognition of that There's not enough awareness Of that And I think anything that Back on side You know You guys do A PFA Scotland does To shine a light On this problem and to, to, to let young men in particular, young women, know there's a support structure there for them. All they need to do is pick up a phone line. Often they can stay anonymous and there's always someone on the other end of that line 24-7 to offer advice. And maybe even just to give them a shoulder to cry on. I think the what you do is terrific.
2: Thanks very much, Roger. That that's very much that's very much who we are, and obviously you know that the, the PFA Scotland as well. They obviously do all they can, and we try and do as much as we can. And at the end of the, at the end of the day, we're here to try and help people um, get from one place to another. You know, and try and get back to being their normal selves. And the thing that that is obviously difficult for back on side is we we don't get any funding. You know, we don't get any government funding or anything like that we we strictly rely on. Donations are um, regular, given on a monthly basis, or some of events that that we put on. Um, uh, we actually have a a big golf day coming up um, on June the nineteenth. I think that there might already be an invite out there for Kenny Miller. I think I think he might be coming to play. I'm not sure. Um, if
4: available, I'm there. Yep, absolutely.
2: Brilliant, Kenny. Well, that's the thing. I think we've only got a couple of teams left anyway, guys, to to shift. So
1: even if we could get a a, scoop, a super scoreboard team, together that would be brilliant. Oh, well, listen! You don't need to ask Gordon DL twice to get his golf clubs out. He probably uh, I don't, know.
4: I don't know if He, wants. he, he, he talks too much in that golf course from me. He does, the he does a bit,
1: he <laughs> does. I must say, um, Joe. Just finally, like I said, the, the the reason we do this obviously is the, the hope that even one person who's listening and thinks, do you know what life is getting a bit tough for me at the moment, and goes and 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 recognises what you're saying and manages to to get some help, even if it is one person. So how how would they go about doing that?
2: Well, they can. Obviously we've got a 24-7 crisis line, and if we've get got a website as well that you can go on uh, to backonsite.co.uk and you can see the number on there. We've got social channels, obviously. I know that obviously the way it is these days, everyone's on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook, so we're obviously on every single uh, social platform. So even if it's a direct message, which some people might feel more comfortable doing rather than you know, actually speaking to someone, then um, there's obviously availability to do it there as well. You can go and check that out at backonsite.
1: Brian, thank you very much That was Joe McKee Thanks for joining us Dumbarton, player uh, And business development manager For Back On Side A Scottish charity Supporting those affected By mental health And various challenging Life circumstances If you recognise any of that If that speaks to you Please do visit the website As Joe says and uh, even give us a call You never know Give us a call Give us a message We'll point you In the right direction And uh, more talking points From the weekend next
0: Number one For football In Glasgow and the West 0141 951 Clyde 1 Super scoreboard
1: Keep your calls coming We'll try and get into As many more As we can Between now And the end Of the show But just before we go any further something even more important than the usual football discussion that we have here on the show we did this last night we're going to do it all week Clyde
0: One Super Scoreboards supporting mental health awareness week
1: hopefully you listened last night if you didn't know we are supporting something more important than the football this week mental health awareness week all week long uh, we're just going to basically talk to as many interesting people as we can discuss how football can support people who are struggling by having a positive impact on our mental well-being Because let's be honest, it's something that will be close to pretty much all of you One way or another uh, who are listening Last night we spoke to Joe McKee, plays for Dumbarton But also works for Charity Back on side, uh, Telling us about some of the great work they do Now tonight we're delighted to be joined by Isla Buchanan She's a Scottish f- football referee and an SFA ambassador Isla, how are you? Are you well?
5: I'm good, thank you.
1: How are you? Very well, thank you. Now, you've actually been on this show before. It was quite a while ago, so I don't know if the regular listeners will remember. You had the misfortune of actually being here in the studio, so it's much easier when you can just not see these ugly faces in here, isn't it? <laughs>
5: yeah, it was quite
1: a while ago now You're thinking about it, yeah. It was. Now, let, partly revisit some of that because it's an important week, but also maybe look at how things are for you currently. So, I suppose to, to dive straight in, tell us a little bit about how. Football has impacted your life
5: Um, The the straightforward point is is Football saved my life Um, It continues to do so Um, So back um, when I was uh, 12 My mum had a stroke um, And it kind of changed my life Overnight, became a young carer um, Was looking after my uh, younger siblings as well Um, A lot of things changed in my life As well, you know, going through from the primary school to going up to secondary school and the transition from that. And um, I then sort of bottled everything up for about a year and then I had a bit of a mental breakdown um, at the age of 13. Um, my dad took me to the doctors and it, I was diagnosed with anxiety and depression. And it was a lot to take at such a young age um, and football was really that, that thing, that my passion. It was what got me away from all the daily struggles and things at home. Um, and it still continues to be the main reason I am here today
1: And what is it about football as, as a whole You know, as an industry, as a, as a pastime that, that you think has made such a positive impact on you?
5: For me, I think it's quite a lot of that sense of community I feel when I'm at, you know, at training or whether I'm watching football I feel part of something I feel safe, I feel secure I feel, you know it takes my mind when, you, you know, obviously I'm a football referee, so when I'm refereeing, it's that 90 minutes on the pitch where I am focused on that game, nothing else is in my head at that point apart from that game. And it's the same when I'm watching um, football. I'm just solely focused on, on the game, um, on the TV or wherever it may be, at the stadiums or what it might be. But um, it's just really that sense that most of my pals are from football and refereeing. And, you know, just that really sense of I have a lot of things in common um, with people And it's, it's It's just given
1: me That new sense Of community Obviously the main aim For, for this week Isla, Is that we can Maybe even speak to One person or two people Out there who are listening um, I mean maybe Hopefully many more But if it was just one person Who was listening Who recognised That maybe they're feeling In a similar way That, that you were feeling and, and maybe they would Sort of you know Speak out what, what would your advice be To anyone who is Maybe feeling that, that Life was getting A bit heavy for them
5: I think for me and the biggest bit of advice is that the the biggest hurdle that anybody can overcome is admitting it to themselves admitting that you are unwell and that you are struggling with your mental health. I think that is one of the biggest challenges and once you come over that that hurdle of admitting it to yourself it sometimes can be a lot easier and taking the steps forwards, but if anybody is feeling low, is feeling not quite themselves and is struggling with their mental health, is to seek help. People are out there to listen, people are willing to help, Um, and there's loads of different charities and organisations that you can go on to uh, anonymously as well, so if you weren't feeling like you were right up to the the courage to speak to someone face-to-face, you can do these sort of things anonymously online as well, so if you are struggling, please seek help there will be people there to help you and to listen you're one thing is you're not alone so many people suffer with this um but you can get out the other side of it i promise
1: and, and do you know what i wonder Ella, i wonder if it's you know without being an expert this is where my own curiosity comes into it, i wonder if it's important also to maybe acknowledge that this is not necessarily um you know something that that does just click and you know and is fixed instantly is it, is it maybe important to realise that you know once you acknowledge it, and then maybe once you're on the right track, maybe there will still be you know bumps in the road, and then you have to negotiate that. Is is it a is it a long process? Is it worth bearing that in mind?
5: 100. Um, you know I'm going on 22 now. I was 13 when I was first diagnosed, and I still have my good days and my bad days. But it's it's something you learn to cope with and manage. So when I'm feeling anxious, I know the certain triggers. I know what I what I feel like, and what might start to be coming on. And I know what I need to do to prevent that from becoming worse. So that would be, like for me, going watching football or whatever the case may be. So it is an ongoing process. It's a long journey ahead. But once you start feeling overall better yourself, things get so much easier. Once you jump that first hurdle, things do get easier. You know, the bubble will burst. You will continue going. It is a a work in progress, 100%.
1: Now, people would certainly listening to this show would imagine refereeing can be an unforgiving environment. How is that, and, and, and explain a bit more about how that is, is such a release for you?
5: Yeah, most people find it crazy when I say, yeah, those ninety minutes on the pitch, I'm um, I'm calm, I'm I'm in my happy place. Most people find that really bizarre, but for me, it's just because I have to focus on. You know, 22 players plus sidelines and I'm always flying about the place all at one time my, my brain can only focus on that um, at one time and you know I think they're running about you've just got so many things to focus on and you know I can have a laugh with the players as well you know I enjoy being on, on a pitch and my referees kept the whistle in my hand I really do enjoy it um, and that's my sense of you know my getaway time as well
1: how do you, do you reflect on that, that journey that you've been on I mean you're, you've now become a real champion for stuff like this which is, is so admirable so I guess you you publicly revisit it quite a lot like like you're doing right now how what's that process like does that help in itself?
5: Yeah definitely sometimes it definitely is a challenge and, and, and recently when the Scottish FA reached out and asked if I would do a sort of revisit about the power of football and how it still continues to help me um, it was it was it was kind of you know it does I do reflect on my life quite a lot and the changes and and the things that have happened now. I'm living in a whole other city. I'm, you know, on the journey of becoming a mental health nurse um, myself. So a lot has changed and there is that sense of, you know, proud, that sense of achievement that I've, you know, come through some really tough, dark times in my life, but I'm continuing to push on and, you know, Achieving some incredible things And you know It's one thing I would always tell anybody Is that you know Things will get easier Times will get easier You just have to keep pushing One thing I'd sort of describe Is that it's like a black bubble You know you feel you're so stuck In this bubble It's never going to burst But if you keep poking at it It will burst And you will be the light again
1: I mean I think to sort of End where we, we started I think one of the first things you said And you know It was part of the Scottish FA video series Where we first saw you um, you know that phrase that, that football saved my life I mean people might Think that's You know some sort of Exaggeration Or it's a, a Sort of buzz phrase But is it is it Genuinely that that strong for you
5: 100% I agree I will happily shout it From the hilltops. It is the reason I am here today And I will tell everybody That you know When the times were so tough I was out coaching Playing Refereeing Most nights of the week That was my escape That was my time To be a 13-14 year old girl Um, At the time And it continues to still be my escape So I will openly And honestly always say that It's really saved my life
1: Brilliant, well you should be really proud Of the way you're able to come on shows like this And speak out I'm sure there will be numerous people out there uh, Really touched by what you had to say tonight Isla, thanks as always for joining us
5: Thank you so much, you take care
1: Thank you very much, there we are Isla Buchanan, Scottish football referee Scottish FA ambassador
6: And what a story, Mark Wilson Incredible, uh, very sad what's happened to Isla but with a a bright future for her at the minute it's great that football can play such a big part in people's lives and drag them out of holes especially where Isla's been but it's great her coming on and speaking about it because there will be people just now listening to this show who've heard Isla's words and think yeah, listen, there's people at the moment I am at, at the minute but there is a shining light like Isla says there so well said
1: I mean, like in case anyone's just switched on we're doing this... Small section every every night this week for Mental Health Awareness Week Is that something that even Mark... Cause you you retired relatively recently Do you think football was completely lacking at that time? It maybe is still lacking a bit Are we getting there? How do you reflect on, on maybe some of the challenges in the game? And oh, now of course you're involved in the charity yeah, sector as um,
6: well no doubt about it We've made huge progress And there's still a long way to go in the mental health side But when I retired, or when I was in the game And I retired 31... It wasn't even spoke about. Now that's a relatively short time ago, so it shows you how far we have came to recognising the problems and the different issues that people have, and making spaces available for them to chat about it and to to come out and open about it and share the problems. Um, but like I say, we're we're never done. We're, we've got so much work to do. But there's great charities now set up that deal with this sort of things and make these issues. Much more well known than the the ones were.
1: Well, hopefully you were as moved and inspired by Isla as we were. And I said that you know, you call us if you want. We can certainly point you in the right direction. We've been speaking to a number of charities and so on this week. So if any of that spoke to you, if you recognise any of that, and you really am not too sure of where to turn, well, just give us a call. 01419511025 And we'll do our very best So thank you again to Isla And we'll get the answers to your full time teaser next
0: Number one for football in Glasgow and the West 01419511025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard
1: I wanted to crack on with something That is far more important Than your full time teaser I can assure you of that
0: Clyde One Super Scoreboard Supporting Mental Health Awareness Week
1: Yes, every night on the show we've been speaking to people, organisations involved in the game that we all love But with a link to Mental Health Awareness We can, by the way, let me thank you all for your such positive feedback on that already People getting in touch either to maybe ask for support or just praise the message that's been uh, put across Because I think we all know that football can be such a force for good I know that we spend a lot of time uh, arguing about the bad points But it certainly can have such a positive impact with Joe McKee, Dumbarton player on Monday who works at charity back on side Last night really incredible stuff From female referee and SFA Ambassador Isla Buchanan Who said quite explicitly that football Saved her life, so it's that level uh, Of impact that The game can have. Now I'm delighted to say we're Joined by David Jukes from Street Soccer Scotland. How are you David, alright? I'm good thanks How's yourself? Yes, not bad. Great to Speak to you David. Now I appreciate that I'm probably going to ask you a question that could lead to an hour-long answer and expect you to to combine it But to, uh, to condense it, sorry, into a shorter version But at Street Soccer Scotland, what type of mental health issues do you encounter? And what sort of things do you do to try and help?
7: Um, well, at Street Soccer Scotland, we, we've obviously been going for about 14 years now and, and over the years we've worked with people from a variety of different backgrounds Experiencing a variety of kind of complex issues and needs, you know From homelessness, mental health, addiction and so, and, and you know, it varies from person to person. You know, we're all we're all living in a world where we all experience mental health. But, you know, a lot of the the stuff that we work through is maybe trauma and stuff like that. Maybe it's someone who's had a really difficult start in life, maybe through the care system or ex- spent a, a bit of time homeless or are currently experiencing homelessness. And, and all the kind of trauma and uh, fear that that brings me, you know. And I think what we've always tried to do is just create a space for people to come along to you know whether it be you know we're all across Scotland and and just creating these kind of friendly welcoming football sessions to start off the conversation you know it's not about asking what issues you've got you know it's just about saying right Davy you're a player come in enjoy yourself and then start to build a relationship with some of the staff and support workers so that you know you can start building relationships and trust so that then we can start to say how, how else can we help because you know there's a lot of people living in isolation. You know, there's a lot of lonely people out there because of their situation. They can't maybe they might not maybe have a job or just kind of cut off from family and friends. And you know, anxiety can build. You know, when you're spending quite a lot of time alone. You know, certainly speaking from experience. You know, I can sit inside my own head sometimes, and and it's not till I'm around people and being able to chat, I can start to feel myself again. Or sometimes if there's things bothering you or there's things you know, on your mind. You know, if you're sitting within yourself then it becomes a whole different thing, you know, but actually being able to have that conversation, you know the old saying, a problem shared is a problem halved. It's so true, you know, and just having that platform that people can meet up, you know, all you know programmes of the day, people can meet up, have a chat, have a laugh, you know, and, and just kind of try and get through things, you know, because life's tough for a number of reasons just now, uh, and it's important that there's an avenue for people to access relationships and, and just something to belong to. Yeah, I
1: think that'll speak to so many people listening What made you get involved in the first place, David?
7: Well, I got, I mean, street soccer, as I say, street soccer started just over 14 years ago, you know And it was through my own lived experience I'd spent, you know, didn't have the best start in life Spent about three years homeless in Glasgow um, And the damage that kind of does to you in terms of self-worth and, you know All, everything else that goes away, you know, I was, in a, I was, I was broken uh, football was marking the way out you know back, I met Ali Dawson former Rangers captain who sadly passed away not long ago he he was running a football team to send him to the Homeless World Cup and um, got involved with in that and that just took me out of place where I'd wake up have, you know, I was living in a hostel at the time I had nowhere to be nothing to do and suddenly two training sessions a week to go to you know and I had Ali and some of the other staff there who became kind of role models and just that somebody who could listen to me you know and all the stuff that was going through my mind at the time and how I felt about myself, I was able just to kind of speak about that and, you know, my in my, all my experience over the last kind of 15, 20 years, you know, one of the best kind of things that's helped me and helps others is just being around people. Obviously, physical activity, you know, running about and playing football and all that. You get the endorphins and you feel good, but just having that safe environment where you can be yourself, you know, and I think what we've tried to do at street soccer is you know, eighty percent of your team have all got lived experience, so we, we hire a lot of staff who have came through the program, so they've got that lived experience of mental health or addiction, or you know, homelessness and stuff. So when when players come over the over the line, you know, they've got that kind of understanding and, and that lived experience, as well as a variety of other people who have worked in in mental health and and so on. So no, it's just really important that we've got a safe space to talk because the biggest challenge, particularly for men, you know, is just kind of Being able to talk about it You know And you know And and have that confidence To not You know Let anything get in the way Of just actually saying How you feel
1: Yeah and I really appreciate You sharing you know Your own story David. And I appreciate you have loads I mean literally Hundreds of examples I'm not expecting you To name names or anything But I just wonder If there's any Examples that spring to mind Right now about Particular people And and maybe even Some of the females That you've got involved that, That you've helped And some of the you know, the issues that, that they've faced and, and perhaps the way that they've managed to turn things around With your help
8: Yeah, I mean, as you
7: say I mean, We work with two and a half thousand players Across Scotland So, you know, there's, there's There's amazing stories of bravery and resilience You know, and courage every day And, you know it, And there's a variety of In terms of where people are at with Mental health and stuff like So a lot is caused by You know, as I say Periods of addiction Periods of homelessness Where they maybe feel a bit shame And a bit of shame and kind of, you know, new self-worth and stuff like that, which really affects their confidence, which then again affects their me- mental health. So, you know, it's, you see, you know, often people turn up and they can't even, sometimes kind of look at, look at you in the eye and then suddenly, you know, the, even in the space of a few weeks, you know, they start to grow, they start to develop and they start to the kind of believe in themselves, you know, and sometimes it just takes other people to believe in you, you know, and to show you respect and, 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 and to reinforce to each and everybody that, you know, we're all somebody and we're all worth it, do you know what I mean? And just getting that confidence back allows people to open open up and really kind of grow as, pers- as people, you know, and kind of confidence and, and that obviously has a massive impact on mental health and and even, you know, we've had, you know, work through kind of hospitals and stuff like that where players have came who have been getting kind of in hospital and were under kind of long-term care, you know, and... Just getting out for a couple of days. Even today, for example, I was down in Portobello in Edinburgh and Edinburgh with over a hundred players between two sessions. You know, one of them was an additional support need session as well. You know, working with uh, guys and lassies who have got you know additional needs, which means autism and stuff like that and kind of other kind of disability. Um, and but just to be able to get out, you know, most of these players are under kind of twenty-four hour care almost. You know, and so that they're not getting out and they're not getting. Activists, such but just going down to the football you know and just kind of running about the peers and you know getting out in the fresh air and, and, and just being part of a team you know that just it just builds people up you know and, and, and it supports us you know and I think that as I say, there's so many stories in terms of how people have overcame certain things you know and people who are still in that journey you know because it's not something that sort of oh, you're fixed you know sometimes you know mental health can stay with you but it's about how you how you approach it and how you you, know, you manage it, you know, and try to keep yourself in situations where your mental health is kind of, kind of, in a stronger place. You know, we've all experienced COVID, sitting in lockdown and all that, and had a massive impact on everyone's mental health, you know. and We're trying to get out and be active and keep ourselves around people, you know. And, and it's just trying to kind of identify that and make sure no one's left behind and make sure everyone's got that space to come, play, belong you know, and access, support, etc. Yes. And that's, that's, that's the most important thing, just having somebody
1: speak to. Ah, brilliant, David. Look, we really, really appreciate you. As David says, Street Soccer Scotland, you can find them all over the country. If that, And there are so many good organisations out there. It's one example. But if David, what he said, has spoken to you, get in touch with us, get in touch with him, look them up uh, and uh, try and, and, uh, and speak. As David says, that's often the first step. So thank you very much, David. No problem, pleasure Take care, that was David Jukes from Street Soccer Scotland I've been saying it all week, the reason we do it Yes it's great for David to share his story And Isla to share her story last night And Joe and so on But ultimately it's about you listening Wondering if that's something that, that speaks to you And maybe, you never know Just a five minutes listening to, to the radio Maybe um, gives you the spark You need to go and try and make a bit of a change So like I say, if you need to call us even To get pointed in the right direction Please feel free to do so Hugh Keevan's just incredible yeah. to listen to David
4: And the work that gets done Tremendously impressed by David and what he had to say because he articulated the hard times so well. He articulated so well how you go about moving on from those hard times. On this programme, on a nightly basis, we are obliged to address the contentious side of football, the argumentative side of football. But David and those who have been on earlier in the week have reminded us that Football has a very strong therapeutic quality David has enjoyed the benefit of that And those who have been on Monday and Tuesday Likewise So the street soccer Marvellous Tremendous initiative 14 years going strong And wonderful words from David Uh, It's made Nadeem
1: call up certainly Hi Nadim. Hi Gordon, how you doing? Good, good, how are you? I'm good, thanks. I'm good. Um, yeah, I just wanted
9: to phone up because um, it's something that's quite close to my heart, I suppose. in, in recent months, because um, I, I'm the treasurer of a football club called Edinburgh Thistle um, FC, and we we're a club set up to to help guys who are overweight and with mental health um, issues to, to to kind of get out and about and, and 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 play football. You know, try and get fitter both physically and, and mentally. We're, we're also, I think, the Warriors Premier League has been. Be showcased before in your in your program, Gordon. So that's that's a that's a it's an amateur league that's set up, and we're joining that next season. So so just now we're, we're playing friendlies and we're training on Thursday night. But it's just about getting the guys out, you know, guys that are maybe stuck at home, as as Dave was saying there, you know, especially during COVID, as we know the issues that that that's perpetuated and. And I, I I just feel that you know it's it's, it's not really talked about, it, especially within the, the the kind of male community. You know, mental health has definitely still got a, a stigma attached to it. You know, you don't always try about your feelings and things, and that has got to change. So our club, we 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 try and change that just in the small way that we can, getting guys out, you know, training on Thursday night, playing games on a on a Sunday, um, and, and we try and you know just at building that camaraderie. And it's it's become we've now got over 30 odd members in our in our, in our club. Um, I'm, I'm the treasurer. I've got a committee that, that runs the club as well, and it's just that brotherhood that's going on. Every every player's brilliant. You know, they come along, and talk about uh, you know the week that they've had, and and how how how, how everybody's doing, and we've got boys that have been that are, that are really overweight, boys that are, you know just got overweight during COVID and want to lose weight, and, and being overweight, is, you know, in itself, as, as I know well, you know that in itself brings mental health issues. Um, just being that size, but for for guys who are a b- bit bigger to think, you know, that they can actually play uh El football and, and it's not something that, that's a barrier to them to get out and about, um, I think that's a, a massive release for, for, for guys, you know?
1: Yes, Nadeem I can't imagine how many people listening think that sounds like a good idea um that you've got going on. How did you come to get involved in that? What made you get involved?
9: Um it was it was just through through the exposure of the Warriors Premier League. Um, so if you you know you can look at it on Facebook or on their website, it's it's, it's, a, it's a league. It's, a, it's an amazing setup. It's a league that's set up, um, an sure get set up for specifically for, for that purpose. Gordon, where it's it's teams that are, guys that that are part of a team who who uh, who are overweight and want to get fit and mental health issues and, and want to get out and about and, and, and help um, help themselves get fitter both mentally and physically. So the league was created and it's got twelve teams running just now. The new season starts in January, so it's quite a few teams already. That have, um, that have that are signing up to a new season, um, including us. Um, so yeah, so you know, it's, uh, so all I would say is it's guys that are out there that, that are struggling, you know, mental health wise and and with their physical fitness, and they want to get back into football because a lot of times uh, you know you think you can't do that. And absolutely, you know, um, get in touch with clubs that are already affiliated with the with the WPL or or new clubs that are joining. For example, ourselves, Edinburgh So, you know, get in touch and and you know, join the enjoying the the kind of movement mm-hmm. towards getting fitter. You know.
1: Brilliant, Nadim. You are a good man, and I appreciate you sharing that. Thank you. That was Nadim from Livingston, and we'll take more of your calls. You can go back to the football. You can carry on that theme. You can do what you like. We'll try and speak to you next. Number
0: one for football in Glasgow and the West. Clyde One Super Scoreboard
1: Something much more important
0: than your full time teaser coming up Clyde One Super Scoreboard Supporting Mental Health Awareness Week
1: Yes, a bit of a change in tone on tonight's Clyde Run Super Scoreboard But hopefully you're getting familiar with this Because every night this week It is Mental Health Awareness Week If you didn't know Hopefully we've been able to um, flag that up for you And if you did Well, hopefully you've managed to take something away From the guests that we've had on around this time Every night Just looking We've spoken to all sorts of different people Joe McKee Who's a uh, Dumbarton player But also works for the Back On Side charity We had SFA Ambassador and Female Referee Isla Buchanan on last night it was someone you know well Mark David Duke from yes. Street Soccer Scotland to do great yep. work trying to use football to benefit people's mental health struggles uh, So tonight I'm going to shift the focus ever so slightly and be joined by Liam who's a Motherwell fan He's just a Motherwell fan, Doesn't necess- he's not running any organisations or anything like that But I thought what might be quite beneficial um, from Liam is firstly to welcome him to the show Liam how's it going? Hi. I'm, I'm not too bad, how are you guys? Not bad at all, you're obviously in good company with Gordon Deal always telling everyone he's a big Mullerwell fan Although some of us are not entirely convinced um, I suppose Liam, what I wanted to get a fan's perspective then is How has football met your mental health struggles and, and, and helped? You know, how, how can football be important? Uh, yeah, I, I think
10: massively, um, to be honest um, around the time where things were, were sort of happening with me and I was, I was really vocal um, on social media I kind of used social media as my, my personal blog to be honest um, just to kind of let people know how I was progressing around that time I became slightly disillusioned with football to be honest um, wasn't doing very well um, had kind of cut myself off from everyone and everything um, and it's not really until that I was kind of discharged from the hospital that I kind of fell back in love with it again, and um, kind of aided by, I suppose, the support that I received from my football club at Mallow, and Marlowe, um, specifically Alan Burrows, um, when I was in the hospital, he, he reached out to me, um, and he was he was fantastic with us, and it really highlights just how much a community-based club Mallow actually are, um, but yeah, I, I try to go every week where possible, um. And it, it really just gives me that sort of, almost cliche, but it couldn't be any truer. Um, that sort of 90-minute escape through reality, um, where you, you're able to build connections um, and get supports for different people as well. And that's really what's happened for me over the past two years. Um, I've met a lot of good people through football. Um, yeah, so it's, it's been massive for me, really.
1: Yeah, and I mean, listen. Of course, Liam. It goes without saying, only, only answer in a manner that that you're comfortable with. But th- to what extent then, d- did things get tough f- for you when you when you mentioned that that time when when Mullerwell reached out to you?
10: Uh, yeah, I, I don't think they could have been much worse. To be honest, um, I, I think what's important as well. We kind of what I'm going to discuss is we 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 put the words on it. To actually sort of break the taboo of what I'm going to speak about. That. Uh, 1st of April 2021 and then the 4th of April 2021 I tried to take my own life um, just for a lot of common factors. factors. Um, that kind of led to a, a, a sort of hospital admission so I was in Ward 1 at russia General for I think it's 17 days. Um, but at that point I was given the sort of safety and stability that I needed at that time. Um, it, it, it was really apparent for a lot of people because the way I dealt with it at that time um, was to kind of almost let everyone know that um, I, I, that I wasn't doing well. Um, and I do have regrets around that at that specific point, but I think the way it's played out, I can't really regret it um, because it really helped me get the supports, I suppose, that I needed.
1: And how does that, How does that feel to have your football club Reach out and help Because You know I imagine there are times Where you Maybe at some clubs You, you can just feel like you, you know Just a number And you, you think You know how, the, the sort of community ethos There at, at Motherwell And how did that feel Actually to have Players and staff And the club And everyone Kind of reach out and help
10: I, I suppose you can't Really believe That it's happening um, Again Specifically Alan um, I've got quite a good Relationship with Alan He was the CEO At, at that point point. And I remember, again, didn't deal with it the way I wanted to, but the way I did um, was through Twitter. So I had a lot of DMs from sort of players, I suppose, all over Scotland as well, but specifically Mallow players reaching out to us, um, offering things like facilities. Um, I'd, I'd had a recent surgery on my knee, um, and I was offered facilities at Mallow if I ever wanted to use them, which kind of blew my mind, to be honest, and was really overwhelming that the, the football club that i've supported and i've attended matches with my dad and my friends for, for as long as i can remember were, were reaching out to me and as you say promoting that sort of community ethos that Murrow really do push. Um i don't think it's something that you get everywhere else and i think that is what makes Murrow so unique
1: yeah, if, you know what's funny? We mentioned this earlier, Liam. Completely unintentional. I happened to be going to play five sides very badly after work, and I've uh, stuck on Motherwell's luminous third kit. Um, and then it just kind of dawned on me that, that when we were speaking, that that was, of course, a kit that was launched for charity. I think it was Samaritans, Breathing Space, Childline, local charity, Chris's House. Yeah. Uh, the whole The whole purpose of this strip that I'm wearing by accident um, was actually to encourage fans. You know, who're struggling to. To speak up um, and speak out And I I suppose this has been a real Sore issue hasn't it In and around Motherwell And the local community Because there are unfortunately Far too many people That that didn't get help in time The way that you did Um, And I just wonder now That that you are Sort of here to tell the tale of What what that's Why you think that That happens to to young men And and how important it is That people do manage to Get the help in time
10: Yeah um, I I, I suppose uh... Specifically for for, for young men um, There is obviously a massive stigma That stigma is is known across the world um, That, I I mean, you're met with basic basic sayings Men don't cry, um, man up, things like that Um, So how can you, as a man, feel comfortable In in sort of opening up about your feelings When you're met with that sort of defeated statute It almost becomes impossible Um, And it's not until you actually realise That the attitudes And the the, the sort of values Are now starting to shift um, That it it becomes A lot easier Um, Because if you are keeping things Inside, you're not vocalising things You're not getting yourself out there Socialising, speaking to your friends Then you're not going to Look for support from maybe Your your GP or the NHS or, or, Or the stuff that is going to help you the practitioners that are are going to have a good effect in in sort of changing that journey for you Um, yeah so I do think it's certainly met because there is there is a stigma and I think that stigma more so than anything really has to change
1: yeah important advice uh, from Liam and just before we let you go Liam how are you now how are things as you know you talk about football and getting back into it and giving you a purpose and all that sort of thing is life treating you well
10: uh, yeah, well, I, we're getting there. there There's been changes over the two years it's, it's Certainly, and I, I do want to say this as well it, It's not plain sailing, do you know what I mean? If if you confirm that two years ago You're, you're still going to have your, your, your bad days as well But it's how you then manage the bad days um, It's not a, a sort of one-size-fits-all you, you just need to find the things that work for you So for me, that's football it's exercising, it's socialising with friends, and it's it's finding the people and the support networks in my life, the people that will dig me out when when, when things aren't going too well. And if it wasn't for those things that I, I've just listed, it could be a, a different story. But um, over the course of two years, um I obtained a new job, a job which has had a massive influence on my mental health as well because I, I, I do enjoy it. Um, I've I've recently just moved out of the house as well I've moved in with my long term partner um, oddly enough pretty much two years on from, from both of those attempts so I, I suppose my message is things can get better they might not be perfect but you just need to take your time with it you will find a balance if, if that's what you want um, and I, I suppose the, the saying that I kind of remind myself of is um if you want to cross the ocean, first you need to build your boat. So you need to have the foundations in place that get you to um, get you to the place where you want to be.
1: Liam, superb. Honestly, really, I'm in awe of you coming on and, and putting that across so well, so effectively, and I, I'm absolutely certain that that will speak to a lot of people who are listening tonight. So thank you very much. No,
10: thank you very much for your time as well. I'm a big fan of the show, so I'm I, I'm delighted to be able to come on and and spread a message that's that's.
1: Well you've just made the show a whole lot better That's for sure, thank you very much That was Liam on the line Just the latest in our Mental Health Awareness Week features More of that tomorrow night And we'll get back to talking football Teasers and all the rest of it next
0: Number one for football In Glasgow and the West 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard
1: Since we're on the topic of the well-being Of football players Watch this for a seamless transition
0: Clyde One Super Scoreboard Supporting Mental Health Awareness Week
1: yeah, it's been a huge week on Clyde One Super Scoreboard We've been supporting something much more important Than the usual football debate And that's Mental Health Awareness Week Every night on the show we've been speaking to Either organisations that work within the game Or players, or, or last night for instance We just had a fan who, who came on to share his own experiences And uh, I must admit the the reaction has been staggering Because that's obviously the reason that we do it Is the hope that, that maybe someone's listening and, it's, and it speaks to you and you recognise some of the issues there And and, and maybe it, it has a, a force for good And as an example So we had Liam on Who was a Motherwell fan last night He hung up with 20 minutes to go And for the next 20 minutes The producers were on the phone To someone who Just wanted to Phone up and talk And just air their own struggles And the call made them realise That maybe yeah, they yeah. should go and get help That you good, know, That's the that's reason good. we do it um, it really is. So something to carry on that theme tonight. Delighted to say we're actually joined by one of Fraser's PFA Scotland colleagues, which was entirely unplanned. Would you believe? But a former player, you'll recognise the name David McCracken, who's now the well-being officer for PFA Scotland. How's it going, David?
8: Yeah, it's going great. It's going
1: great. Thanks for having me on, guys. Feeling under pressure here, that the gaffers listening. <laughs>
8: <laughs> <laughs> Aye It's not so bad That he's not face to face Exactly Listen I'll,
1: t- I'll turn his mic off So that he can't say anything Anyway uh, David So the wellbeing officer For PFA Scotland In a, kind of simple terms what, what does a day In that job look like?
8: Yeah So, so I cover um, Players across All the leagues And you know Male, female um, The youth players as well So Just helping Uh, Right across the board It could be any Any sort of well-being issue Um, It could be Performance related Or it could be Medical related Um, You know And I'm I'm the kind of Touch point uh, For most players If they don't use Our main support service um, To kind of help them And then signpost them To the the best place possible That's needed
1: Yeah and I mean With a bit more Of a specific focus Given that it's Mental health awareness week I've always sort of Figured that we outside just probably assume players are robots and the machines and they don't have the same struggles that, that everyone else does, which is obviously absolute nonsense. What, what type of what type of issues do players come to you with that that maybe people on the outside don't realise?
8: Yeah, well, you know, first and foremost, you've got to remember that players are people, you know, and and just as the same as the general public, you know, they go through the kind of day to day stresses that, that everybody. Uh, What's with and that could be anything that you know, could be financial problems, it could be addiction problems, it could be relationship problems. You know, it could be something going on in the house. Um, so we we work you know very closely on that. But on top of that, you've got things like maybe injury that they're going through, or you know, performance related that they maybe don't feel as other part of the dressing room or the manager doesn't like them. Or there's something a bit complicated going on there. But you know, even either end of the career as well where. Younger players are looking to transition into into a full time job, basically, um, you know, in having the, the pressures of being a, a, a football player as well, and then in the back end, players are transitioning out of football, so trying to reinvent themselves, trying to think about who they are and what else they can do. So there's there's quite a lot going on there that can be quite complex sometimes.
1: Is that a really tough one that for players struggling with a future after football? Does you know? Does that is that a real Source of, of mental health issues Amongst players You think that we Again Probably don't see
8: Yeah Yeah As it, You know And being there myself You know I went through The, the transition Coming out of playing And getting into coaching And then managing And I was fortunate To have opportunities In front of me But there was still Those struggles There was still those points Of who am I What can I do um, And there's loads of players that, that, that go through that You know And, and if they don't plan um, Before the transition happens Then it can be Really really uh, damaging, you know, it can it can cause depression and you know loads of other uh, symptoms as well. So that's why you know with the likes of Chris Higgins and Blair Money at the PFA as well, who who work hard on the educational side, trying to get players to educate as early as possible um, to to help just whenever that happens.
1: I mean, I'm going to guess even in your day as a player, David, and certainly not in Fraser's day as a player, because then we're really going back. Um, <laughs> I, I can't imagine many players would have. Chapped the door You know Your role wouldn't have been around But chapped any door And said look I think I'm I think my mental health's struggling I think I've got anxiety I think I'm You know I'm feeling depressed Or whatever Does that happen now Or are we in a place now Where people are Feeling that they can come to you And say those things
8: It's getting better Yeah And I totally agree Even In my playing days You know there There was still points where you would maybe find out a year later when a player's left the club that there was a, there was an issue going on when they were uh, playing in the same team as you. But, you know, I was lucky that I had a couple of managers that I could speak to when, when I was going through a couple of things. And uh, I think that comes down to the individual as well, you know, how that relationship is with the, the manager or coaches there. Um, but, yeah, you know, that that's that's what I'm kind of trying to raise awareness about. That's what the PFA PFA um, is trying to raise awareness about. That there's got somebody there that you can speak to, whether it be... You know, something. A lot of the time, we kind of put down what it is we're struggling with, um, but making sure that they understand that somebody's there to talk to. You. Once they talk, then then it's it's always away kind of off their shoulders, and um, no matter kind of how big or small it seems.
1: Kenny, I wonder if your career possibly perfectly spanned this, where at the start of your career again nobody's talking about that, but maybe by the end, maybe starting more of a, a a sort of attention paid to. People's mental well-being And how they're actually feeling And how that impacts their job
6: Oh definitely Towards the end It was uh, Again like David says It's like now There's even more about The human being behind the player You know the person behind the player It's uh, And again we Even th- in, in, in these kind of shows now When you're starting to Criticise maybe performances you're, all, you're always thinking Right is there other things going on absolutely. You know So absolutely At the end of the career That was far more Kind of out there uh, that you had to maybe open your mind up a little bit more and think, right? Okay, there's there's maybe more to it than just that he's not playing well on that football pitch. But you're right at the start, it was kind of just kind of buck, like, like suck it up it. and go on yep. it, you know, or you're look, viewed upon as soft or weak and and that type of thing. But obviously, there's far more awareness mm. now towards the, towards the end when I finished.
1: Because again, Fraser, I'm just. Sort of guessing from the outside And that's why I'm keen to learn From from you and David Because it feels like So society is is getting there Society is getting better But it still feels like To me Football might be a bit behind that Where In an office Or a big company People probably do feel A bit more now Like they can say A mental health struggling And you would get time off Your work for that Yeah don't ever consider. I mean, th- hundreds of footballers in the in the country, and as Kenny said on this show, or in the stands. See, he's hopeless.
11: Why is he playing like that? You, 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 just, you still, you don't factor that in. I don't think. Oh, absolutely not. And you, you mentioned when I played, which was a long, long time ago. I can remember one one player back in Motherwell in the eighties, and uh, he was getting so much stick that his wife was in tears in the stand. You know, next to next to my family. You know, and you, you take that home, and I think supporters tend to forget that. And they just get so caught up in the game, and some of the stuff now online is a, is a big thing as well. You know, the online abuse is something we're working on, and trying to trying to help shield players from the, from the online abuse as well. So, but I think it's changing, and I think the work that David's done in, in, in the last year or so has been been terrific. We've got we've got all these support networks, we've got partners, mm. we people we can pass on to that have got expert help, so the players know the doors open, mm. and when David goes to speak to players. It's confidential, and we don't go and sing sing things in the social media. We don't tell people how many have done it, and in most cases, I don't even know what who David's who speaking to. You know, because mm. I just sign the check at the end of it. Trust David to be doing a good job. I mean, like David, this is not meant to be as nosy as it sounds,
1: because wouldn't, you know, not. I don't care about the identity, but you're trying to get to the scale of this. So you've got, you know, high-profile players in this country that, that are, are are feeling confident enough now, or or feeling that they need to reach out for for this help.
8: Yes, yeah, absolutely. You know, month on month, there's there's a number of players that will contact me or will kind of make contact through maybe one of the other members of staff or through, you know, somebody at their club that maybe maybe kind of pass on the details. But right across the board, there's players that need that help. And, you know, part of the, the job of what I'm trying to do is, you know, is trying to raise awareness, you know, on the front end so that we can, guide people and kind of make them aware of the things that they might be feeling or might be uh, happening to them so that then you know right actually that this is this is why I'm feeling it and I, I do need to uh, reach out for support um, so look, next year is going to be huge for us because we've got a number of workshops that we're kind of piloting um, and we're going to put them in place so that clubs can get access to them whether it be for, for gambling or whether it be for, for sexuality or you know just, just kind of general mental health as well so you know, kind of trying to front end it So, as I said, they've got the base there That they understand And they, and they, they know what they're feeling And then understand that they need to reach out for support there Because I suppose, Fraser
1: and I hope it doesn't sound like I'm trivialising this But maybe, maybe you're only actually really there You're only really there when You're talking about, oh, he's out with a knee injury He's out with a calf strain And he's out with, you know, mental health problems yeah. Really, if we're talking about it being Something that we, everyone should be 100% comfortable dealing with You should kind of be able to have that conversation Don't get me wrong, maybe you never get there
3: Yeah,
11: I think if players uh, have that conversation with their manager now and, and their club, I think in general that'll be will be well received You know, if, if they say, listen, I'm struggling, I need a bit of help That help will be sought, whether it's through us or or, mm. or elsewhere I think that's there And, and uh, when we were in the dressing rooms David's been out to Premiership clubs, first teams, you know the clubs are opening up Saying please come in And speak to our players Make sure they've, they've, they've got a, They've got a safe place Which is what we want to, to We want to, to offer So I, I think it's there I think we've made great strides In the last few years We we did a survey in 2016 And that was the real start Of our support in sports So it's fairly new But I think the, the strides That have been made are, have, have been terrific And as I say Players are are no different from any other human beings, and people listening as well. And your story about Liam, the the fan who was on, and other fans are on phoning mm, in. You yeah. know, speak to somebody. That's that's what we tell our players, and that's what to, we tell all the the, the the many good people that listen here. If you're struggling, speak to somebody. Absolutely. People there,
1: and thank you very much to David for lending his insight. And just to, to repeat that, I I did say it last night. If if you feel that the only number you're confident calling is ours, then then fine, do that. And people have done it. Obviously we would pass you on uh, To the right people Samaritans Obviously available 24 hours a day 365 days a year You can get them on number 116123 uh, And there's so many good Sort of sources and charities Out there So if any of this is Resonating with you uh, Do the the right thing And and speak out